Megan. And welcome to our Everything You Need to Know. <laughs> SJM before yes. January 30th. Before yeah. the one and the only Flame and Shadow. Oh, oh I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. Like we are what? Out of recording this. 15 days. Exactly. 15 days. Exactly. Well, I guess 14 if you go based off of midnight. 14 days, two weeks. That's fair. Oh my God. Oh my god. So, oh my god. Oh my god. As the you panic. can probably figure this out, spoilers <laughs> for yeah, all we, universes. Yes, we are going to be talking about all of Throne of Glass spoilers. We're going to be talking about all Akatar spoilers and Crescent City spoilers, of course. So if you have not read any of the like if you've it's, read Akatar and you've read Crescent City, but you haven't read Throne of Glass and you're like, it's fine, it's all good. No, no it's not. not. Go read Throne of go Glass. Read First it. off best of all of the series honestly 100% um, best. the absolute best and I know Sarah secondly important shit in there Sarah has not explicitly said that you need to read Throne of Glass before you read Crescent City or but, reading Flame and Shadow but you would be sorely mistaken to mm, believe anything that woman says yeah no I don't trust it because she's a sneaky sneaky witch and she's probably we don't know what's gonna happen and right you know, you come to the table with all the information. So mm-hmm. go read it, come back, watch and listen later for this recap before you dive into yes. House of Flame and Shadow. I keep wanting to call it House of Flame and Shadows. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I want to pluralize it. There's a lot of shadows going. There's there's a lot shadow of people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of shadow men. They call shadow them daddies. Shadow daddies. <laughs> So we are going to be covering mainly these three novels in this. We're going to be doing Tower of Dawn, Silver Flames, and Crescent City 2. House of Sky and Breath are the main novels we are recapping, but we are obviously going to be talking about other little bits and pieces to pull in. We're going to give you quick summaries of the novels, heavy players that we think are going to come into the fold or are already present for the next novel, and locations and certain items that we think might be prevalent in the storyline or at least important to understanding what's going to be happening Mm -hmm. so they might not be in it but the lore is the lore is important yeah so you're gonna miss some things yeah like if you don't if you don't you're like oh that that's that's an important place or who is this person Mm -hmm. like all these people we think are gonna have some sort of impact on this story for sure exactly um there was something that i noted ah, i remember now and i need to remember that for later but it's um, <laughs> it's a slight <laughs> prediction but it's not so if you are already all caught up read up everything like that you do know coming out in two days is our prediction yes. episode and we are doing a live prediction chat that evening so listen and then come chat with us on our discord so if you haven't already signed up for it join us there on the 25th january 25th for predictions it's going to be chaos (laughs) it it really will be yeah it's gonna be a lot (laughs) so we're gonna start off this recap with throne of glass or as Mm -hmm. some people call it tog which i hate tog i think that is a yeah acronym (laughs) i mean i see it because it's like what what would they all because I mean with Akatar, we say Akatar. But then with yes. Crescent City, like technically the series is Crescent City. The book is not Crescent City. Yes. And like sometimes, you know, Hosab. I can never you get it. You can't right, say so. <laughs> Hoyab 
for a house of earth and blood that's just right not. that's not how fast is very good yeah but yeah tog mine are all up there i can't even look at them tog comb comb Coast Eos <laughs> Todd ah. for Tower of Dodd, which I feel like fits really well. Yeah. Um, and then Koa, which oh. I know people call it Koa, which yep. is a I little have... bit better than Tog. It is, it is. So we're gonna be focusing on Tower of John, which depending mm. on your reading order, regardless, it is like seventh in your reading order. Yeah. Yeah, regardless whether you of did where you read uh I mean I think Assassin's Blade is a, a critical thing to read before Tower of Dawn. Yes. Regardless, at that point you will have read it, so this makes it the seventh novel mm-hmm. in the series. Um this came out in 2017, but it's of course the one and the only SJM. Gonna give it a quick good read summary for you guys. Cole Westfall and Nezrin Falcon arrive in the shining city of Attica to forge an alliance with the southern continent whose vast armies are Erelea's last hope. But they have also come to the continent for another purpose, as we all know, to seek healing at the famed... <laughs> and oh my gosh, like, I'm reading it now, the castle <laughs> and the wounds that Kale receives in Rif- from the wounds that he received in Riffle from the fight with the king. After enduring an unspeakable... That's not a spoiler. We already know that. You looked at me like... Ugh. No, no. I was thinking of other things. Oh. No, we're already past our spoil. We did our spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. warning. After yeah. enduring unspeakable horrors as a child, Irene Towers has no desire to help the young lord from Adderlin, let alone heal him. Yet she has sworn an oath to assist those in need and will honor it. But Lord Westfall carries shadows from his own past and Irene soon comes to realize they could engulf them both. So here we go. Honestly, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be jumping all the way to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be going straight to uh, Sartok and Nezrin. The best um, scene. The best scene of like, the entire... Okay. Sartok so and Nezrin walked so Cassian and Nesta could run. Literally, though. Like, there are so many scenes that when reading Sartok mm-hmm. and Nezrin because she is so not nice no like, she's not and like obviously there's moments where uh like Manon and Dorian like both uh, the two of them are literally just Cassian and Nesta in so many ways I know. but I know we are going to be focusing on a specific scene there are simultaneously happening in two different locations Nezrin and Sartok and Irene and K- Kale I almost called him Cole the other day what, what you called him Cole when you were reading it. What is his name again? Kale. It's it's, Kale. it's chaos, but with an L instead of an S. Right. Okay. So I definitely think I told Josh his name was Cole last night. My husband's reading it right now. He's trying to read all of it before the book mm. comes out. Yeah. So it's technically two syllables, yeah. um, according to the pronunciation guide. Um, so Kale. I just want to make this one note. Is just pencil this in our little pea brains. That all of the places that are significant, that have some pivotal something, mm-hmm. happen in a mountain or near a mountain. I know. Everything's a in a mountain. Just want to say that. A mountain, a cave. Yeah. It's never just like a plane. No. Anyways. So Irene, of course, is using her golden healing magic to see into Kale's memories, to help mm-hmm. heal him, everything like that. 
Nezrin and Sartak are flying into the mountains and things things get real interesting here. So they arrive. She's learning more about Nezrin, is learning more about their culture. Here's the other thing, the archery. Oh my gosh, I need to, I wish I had pen and paper to write all this down. Am I right? Archery is so important in all three of the books. Specifically, going back to Throne of Glass, going back to Throne of Glass when she picks up the arrow. That I know. I know. Later on. Yes. Anyway, so many things. Anyway, (laughs) anyways, anyways. We start talking about to Falcon, the uh, shapeshifter that they meet there. Um, He's there to raid a nest of their giant spiders, the spider Mm -hmm. to get the spider silk and everything. And what were those things called? Did they have a name? The spiders, like their race, they did. Um, Spiderins. That's probably Mm -hmm. a Pokemon. (laughs) Spiderins. Um, <laughs> this the what what is it the what is the Karankui? Yes, um, Karankui. And I would also like to point out the mountains that they are active. Um, okay, so the ones that because there are two types. There's the Karankui, which is the ones in the southern continent, which is and where then we the are. the Stygian Stygian spiders. Are the ones in the Rune Mountains, which is what Dorian comes across. Yes. And Manon comes across. Mm-hmm. And then the Karankui are the ones that Nezrin and Sartak come across. They're like related. Yes. Yeah. But the, the 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 ones in the southern continent have stayed loyal, whereas yes. the ones in the north have become their own yes. beings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Basically, we learn about Falcon and how he bartered for a piece of spider silk in exchange for 20 years of the life, regrets it, wants to kill the spider, get his youth back. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until the wall, the power wall fell that he discovered that he was even a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. So um, they're going to go venture off into these evil mountains. So they're like, there, there is something evil happening here. Yeah. And they go to a spider tower and it's full of traps like full of traps which they get through and head to the dungeon why the dungeon everything happens in dungeons it's underground and yeah like i really feel like i should have all these books on hand (laughs) (laughs) i've got them behind me tell me where to go (laughs) of course i pick the one time to rearrange and And you can't grab the book and i can't grab the book (laughs) i've got it too so let's see. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. The princess was a bitch. <laughs> Kale's POV. <laughs> oh gosh, I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's see. Falcon, Nezrin, Sartak, strange company keep these days, Captain. Blah blah blah. So this is right before they go to the um I always hated when they went back. Can you find um the part where Kale and Irene like find the like tomb essentially? Yeah, I was literally just thinking about that when they're in the oasis. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and I will find the spider talking. That scene was so intense. It was like the spider scene when they were talking to Nezrin and Sartok gave me the same feeling that um happened in the caves with Frodo and Sam. Mm-hmm. Like I was feeling yes. or, or in the woods with Harry. Like I was so viscerally uncomfortable. It was it was not not okay for me. All right. So this has happened so hold on. So okay, the hatchling had been a trap. Was that before or after they went to the tower? The what? The hatchling? Um Did I that was that? after. The, the hatchling was when they went to the cave. The cave. When they were in the mountain. Right. So I've already passed it. <laughs> yeah. The the hatchling was right before they went into the mountain where all that happened. Oh, oh, oh. Oh gosh, I love the like all of this killed me. Like the whole thing mm-hmm. with the oh. I don't care about you, Cole. Kale. I'm never gonna remember his name correctly. <laughs> and it's fine. Um oh. Okay, here we go. Let's see. What am I looking for in here? Just a description of like any what key... they figured out. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do. Let's see. <laughs> okay, so says so they're at the oasis they're at the site and it says Cesar said it was a city of the dead um Irene frowned at the ornate columns and slabs of carved stone crusted with forest life a sprawling necropolis right beneath our feet he studied the jungle floor but I thought the Kagan's people left their dead under the open sky they do but the site predates the Kaganite the Tori and Antica too so it predated the everything. Um, Hisar claimed the tunnels are all clever traps. Either designed to keep looters out or keep the dead inside. Let's see. The dead inside? Yeah. Mm. Because this, they found out. Let's see here. Because I remember they found out that these were, it was the burial site of the Fae um, who fought the Vogue in the first war. Yes. So the Fae knew that their people were being used. As... So they, like, I guess, keep the dead inside so that, yeah. they Their bodies couldn't be. All right. I have the story. I have the story. Okay. Um. So this is the spider speaking to Nazrin. Long ago, Mm -hmm. in another world, another lifetime, there existed a land of dark and cold and wind. 
That's very important. Mm -hmm. Ruled by three kings, masters of shadow and pain. Also very important. Brothers. The world had not always been that way. It had not been born that way, but they waged a mighty war, a war to end all wars in their land. Mm -hmm. And those three kings conquered it, turned it into a wasteland and a paradise for those who had dwelled in darkness. For a thousand years, they ruled equal in power. Their sons and daughters spread throughout the land to ensure their continued domain until a queen appeared. Her power, a new dark song in the world. Such wondrous things she could do with her power. Such horrific, wondrous things. All right. So they're talking about the three mm. foul kings. They each desired her. Those kings persuade, uh, pursued her, wooed her. And she only deemed to ally with one of them, the strongest of them. And of course, it was the oldest of the foul kings. They wed. But Maeve, big spoiler there, <laughs> was not content. Restless, our queen spent long hours pondering the riddles of the world of other worlds and with her gifts she found a way to look to pierce the veil between worlds to see realms of green of light and song that's so important mm -hmm. the spider spat as if such thing was <laughs> anyways and one day <laughs> when orcus was gone to see his brothers she took a path between realms stepped beyond her world into the next how Nezarin asked she had watched had learned of such rips between worlds a door that could open and close at random or if one knew the right words we came with her her beloved handmaidens we stepped with her into this place to this very spot she bade us to guard the gate lest anyone should pursue for her for she had decided she did not wish to go back to her husband, her world. So she went, and we only heard whisperings through our sisters and smaller kin carried on the wind. What did you hear? That Orcus arrived, his brothers in tow. That Orcus had learned of his wife's leaving and discovered how she had done it. Went beyond what she had done and found a way to control the gate between the worlds. Made keys to do so. So important. Mm -hmm. shared with his brothers three kings for three kings they went from world to world opening gates as they willed it sweeping in their armies laying waste to those realms as they hunted for her until they reached this world and they found her no for her dark majesty had left these mountains and had found another land and prepared herself well she knew one day she would be found and planned to hide within plain sight and so she did okay here, here's another thing. Of Maeve's dark, unnamed power, a darkness that could devour the stars. That is... Do you know mm -hmm. who, Do you know who devours stars? I know. I know. Well, I mean, in Crescent City, there's the Star Eater. Which is the Asteri. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a, yeah, a specific Asteri was called the Star Eater. But that is for next episode. That's for um, next episode. So um, I found the part where they find the big light. Oh yeah, do share. Thanks. So it says, um, maybe it was a sanctuary. Da, da, da. It was forgotten um, as he examined the carving beneath her palm. Two opposing forces had been etched into the column's broad face. On the left, tall, broad-shouldered warriors armed with swords and shields with rippling flame and bursting water Animals of all kinds in the air were at their knees. 
pointed ears, those were pointed ears on the figure's heads and facing them. You said nothing is coincidence. Irene pointed to the army facing the Fey one. Smaller than the Fey, their bodies bulkier, claws and fangs and wicked looking blades. She mouthed the word, Volg. Uh, she rushed to the other pillars, ripping away vines and dirt, more face, Fey faces, figures, some were depicted in one-on-one -on -one battles against Volg commanders, some felled by them, some triumphing. Looking, looking there, tucked into the dense shadows of squatting thick palms, a square crumbling structure, a mausoleum, a cave, Irene whispered, or what might have been interpreted as one as knowledge turned muddled. Um, let's see. Nusha said legend claimed some of these scrolls came from here from a place full of word marks of carvings of the Fey and Vogue, but this was no living city, so they had to have been removed from tombs or archives below our feet. They did not bury humans here. For the markings on the sealed stone gates, the old language. This was a Fey burial site. Fey, not human. Um, let's see. Maybe they wanted to hide something, a treasure of a different sort. And then it goes down and he says, Fey magic is passed down through their bloodlines. It doesn't appear at random. Perhaps these people came here and then were forgotten by the world, forces good and evil. Perhaps they knew this place was far away enough to remain untouched, that wars would be waged elsewhere by them. While the southern continent may remain mostly mortal held, while the seeds planted here by the Fey were bred into the human bloodlines and grew into a people gifted and prone to healing magic. And that's where, um, and then he goes on to say, uh, if you wanted to hide something precious, wouldn't you conceal it in plain sight in a place where you were willing to bet a powerful force would spring up to defend it like an empire, several of them whose walls had not been breached by outside conquerors for the entirety of its history, who would see the value of its healers and think their gift was for one thing, but never know that it might be a treasure waiting to be used at another time, a weapon. We do not kill. No. But you and all the healers here, there's only one other such place in the world, guarded as heavily, protected by a power just as mighty. Dora now, the Fey healers in Dora now. So this is when they start realizing like what the healers can do to the Volg. Yes. And why they're so important and why they're there. Um, so here's yeah. a little bit more about Maeve and the Volg kings. So the mm -hmm. Valkings arrived, but they did not know who faced them in war. So here's one of the things that I want to bring circle back to uh, eventually when we talk about mm -hmm. um, is when they talk about the kings going world for world with their armies, I think that really ties into some of the lore behind Midgard, mm -hmm. assuming the connection. Mm -hmm. Disguised in a fey body, they did not recognize her the fools, and she used it against them knew how to defeat them but their armies uh how their armies worked and when she realized what they had done to arrive here the keys they possessed she wanted them to banish them kill them and to use the keys as she saw fit within the world and others so she took them so she stole the keys and managed to send two of these keys back orcus with one of them uh, before she could do after the final king after the final king the youngest one who loved her brothers so very deeply the keys were taken from her by brennan this is, I think, even more important. 
Yes, the Fire King. He saw the darkness in her, but did not recognize it. He wondered, uh, suspect, suspected that all he'd known of the Valg are people or their male soldiers. Their grunts and princes and kings. He did not know that a female, how different and how extraordinary a female Valg is. Even he was tricked by her and, he, and she found paths into his mind to keep him from truly realizing it. Even now, when all should be clear to his meddlesome spirit, even now he does not know. To his own uncoming dune, yes, to his dune and others. Which is foreshadowing for Aelin. Mm-hmm. But while he did not guess correctly about our king, our queen's origins, he still knew that his fire, she greatly feared his fire, as all true Valg do. He left, building his kingdom far away, and she built her defenses too. So many clever defenses... Should Erwin rise again and realize that the queen he sought for his brothers conquered worlds to find, conquered worlds to find, was here all along, and she had built armies of fae that would let them fight battles against each other. So you have waited thousands of years for her to return to these mountains. She ordered us to hold the pass, to guard the rip in the world. So we have, and so we will, until she summons us <laughs> to her side once more. And now you know how the Black Watch came to dwell here. I hope it was a fitting final tale for you, Windseeker. Okay. So this says a lot about the origins. And I want to talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about the Valg because we don't really know how they tie into things. But I do feel like they might come up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. There's so much setting up with the portals and they come from other worlds and things like that, that there has to be something. Yes. That ties so, them up. So, um, the war that was waged on their planet to turn into an eternal dark, cold, icy wind. Mm-hmm. All right. And then for the next thousands, thousand years or so the Val kings ruled equally and balanced okay mm-hmm. i think that's very important to note and then when she leaves mm-hmm. she uses her gifts to look through the world as it tears between and it, it tears between it separating realms or word gates which is something else we needed to talk about today because mm-hmm. i think that's gonna tie into these portals that we see in the other novels Right. So when the other Valgs come for Maeve, mm-hmm. they search other worlds. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and this happened and all- conquer them. And conquer them. Now this happened three thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is when they started the war <clears throat> within their own world. This war right. lasted for a thousand years. And ended with them to be ruled, and they ruled for a thousand more. Mm-hmm. So, about three thousand years ago, and this all is so important to the timeline. When you think about what happens in Midgard, I know. Um, and they have many children, and they continue to, you know, mm-hmm. be very <laughs> influential. And then right. he, his brothers, and their armies begin searching for Maeve, destroying various worlds in their search until they come across the one and begin the war to conquer it, which obviously they do not win. But mm-hmm. they win other ones. And as what do you do when you conquer other worlds? You take their people with you. Yep. 
which I think is very important. Uh, powers and abilities to note uh, immortality. Uh, they uh, uh, possess a true immortality that lives for millennia without fading as the Fae do. Uh, they also possess the ability to manipulate darkness and you know there's other things like that mm -hmm. and mind manipulation is another one they can access memories and people's minds but one of the things of the lesser Valg is without having true high power mm -hmm. they do not possess a body they are just pure power yes because yeah. it talks about it made created her fey body mm -hmm. for her to be in yes so even the highest elites they do not have this form they're just a present yeah they're just a presence they're mm -hmm. just a raw presence of power mm -hmm. which i think is so important so let's talk about these oh word yeah that they talk about in a lot of different things word gate is a black area cut through the word or the foundations of Irelea and all the worlds in the megaverse. It mm -hmm. is capable of opening portals into different worlds or destroying them altogether. Word gates open randomly or with the use of word keys. Interdimensional creatures like gods can enter and leave through these gates. It is also possible to make word gates like Maeve. Mm-hmm. And so she can pass between the worlds. And the, as of right now, the only people that we know that can do that, that learned how to travel are the Valg. Yes. Yeah. So now interdimensional creatures like the gods, mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting because if you look at all the gods that carry across all of the planes, mm -hmm. there's very few similar ones except for the hunter or the huntress. Yes, like the Luna, the Moon Goddess, the Mother, mm -hmm. Demeter, all all of them. Yes. Um. Obviously, Mala, I would feel like is important, but she is not referenced in the other ones as much. I agree. I think Mala was more. I think she specific was to Aelin. a Terrison god. Even no, I she, agree. Mm -hmm. Even so, she says she was trapped there. I, I think when who. Was it Demeter? Is that her name? Who possessed Aelin on the boat? Mm. Who was that? No, that was um the Silver Eyes. Yes. Hold on. That wasn't uh, Mala. It started with a D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of D, we can talk about Damaris. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh he's a shadow. Uh, let's see. Oh, Deanna. Deanna. I mean, Deanna. what? Come on. Yeah, Deanna. but it's also Deanna's arrow, which it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Artemis. Like there's, cause and, Diana, Deanna, it's Artemis. The hunt, and the hunt, and the horn, and yes, the arrow, it all overlaps. Yes. Luna, yes, it does. all of it, all of that. Yeah. So one of the notable items that we feel a need to bring up to tie into some other items that we'll definitely be yes. about in the future is Dorian's sword. Damaris, which yes. is Damaris or the sword of truth. Which come on. Right? The first, it was, uh, that was first wielded by the first king of Adderland, mm -hmm. Gavin Hillivard, Villiard, whatever. Legend says the bearer, Gavin, could see the truth when he wielded it. It was yes. founded by Aelin Ashriver Galathinius and uh, she returned it 
It was found by her. Yeah. And, and then she gave to it to Dorian. So yeah. there's a little bit of history. history yes. About it. It's also gold and it has mm-hmm. the eye on the handle and word marks on the hilt. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw that out. Yes. There. And when he touches the hilt, if it's warm, what is it? It's warm. They're telling the truth. If it's cold, it's a lie. Yes. And that's it how is- it helps. That's how Gavin was able to tell when people were telling the truth or not. So here's something interesting. It is a legendary sword of Gavin, the sword that he wielded in the fierce wars that had almost ripped apart the continent, the sword that had slain the Dark Lord Erwin. Even after a thousand years, it hadn't rusted. Though magic might have varnished, it seemed that the power that had forged the blade lived on. Damaris, she whispered, naming the blade, which was Selena. Mm-hmm. But we don't know a lot about it except we know who owned it and that it can kill the dark ones mm-hmm. <laughs> um, although it doesn't that was a lie that is true it didn't kill Erwin because they didn't kill Erwin. they sealed him um so they found it in the tomb it was later mm-hmm. used to uh see i wonder if with the magic that is involved in it it is a word key. Well, he used it to open portals. He used it exactly. to talk to Gavin and he used it to talk to Catelyn and or not Catelyn, uh Caltaine. And um yeah, he he used it to talk to them. So it is if not like a word key, it can open portals. Didn't they mm-hmm. also use it to open the portal in Kingdom of Ash? Um, it is used in Crown of Midnight, right, to, to open the portal to talk to Nehemia, and that, and then let's see, she uses uh, later to read the riddle with the aid of the sword. She takes Damaris into the secret passage, mm-hmm. enters through the library where she kills the creature she finds there with mm-hmm. Damaris and with the help of Dorian. Um, after entering the portal opened by the word marks, S- S- Sardathian channels her power into the sword and slams it down into the earth, which causes huge pieces of land to crack and fall away, which mm-hmm. then closes the gate. Yes. Um, and they say it's about a thousand years old. Okay. But I want to go back to another... Um, not him. Well, I'm looking back. at when they open the portal in Kingdom of Ash. Okay. I thought it was Selena's blood. I thought she wrote it. So, one of the things that yeah, I, I think you're right to bring up from the Throne of Glass universe is the womb. Mm-hmm. womb. I yes. there is something there. Yes. Because it is not only is it a tower, which a tower, it is an acolyte tower of books. It's a library. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a library, and under the library, it's this chasm. It's yes, chasm. Yes, it is a. It's cave. called the womb. It is called the womb. It's Silva's mm-hmm. womb. It is a cave mm-hmm. with hot spring waters. Mm-hmm. Okay. The womb is dark and comforting, and it has lit by candles. It is required to wash before you go in because it's a sacred place. Um, The history behind it is very interesting. 
So they say that when you enter it, you are entering Silba's very lifeblood. Healers immersed mm-hmm. in the water feel as they indeed are nestled in the warmth of Silva's womb. An ancient architect had discovered the hot springs far beneath the Torre, which is the library, and constructed mm-hmm. a network of tubs built into the floor. Uh, so the water flowed between them, a constant stream, stream of warmth and movement. Now, the reason why I think this is very important is because... SJM has specifically said that a lot of this multiverse madness is directly derived from the Norse mythology of the yes. tree. Yes. And there are rivers mm-hmm. and tombs of bodies of water that lay within the tree of life. Uh-huh. And some are warm and some are cold and some have mm-hmm. very specific meanings. And I honestly believe that the water from the womb of silva is what fills the cauldron oh oh okay i think the cauldron it was born of the womb because the womb yeah and the mother and the cauldron because they call the yes it i mean it makes sense yeah Yeah. because i mean essentially the cauldron is a womb because the cauldron is what gives birth if you will to, to every yeah to Prithian and to all of them and so and the cauldron pre-existed Prithian yes yes it was the mother mm-hmm. the creator so this is a mm-hmm. this is we're, we're we're gonna talk about Akatar last Akatar <laughs> as you guys know if you've read House of Sky and Breath we if are if you in, haven't why are you here yeah we are <laughs> in Valeris as of the beginning of yes Flame and Shadow so we are actually gonna mm-hmm. talk about the end of Sky and Breath some notable people we're not mentioning too many I don't I, I would like to manifest that our lovely chaotic friends from Tog are gonna be in this but I I don't want to. That's that's for next episode. This is exactly what We're you just, need to know. We need to know. So because what you need to know from Throne of Glass is important, even if it doesn't show up in Crescent City. You Free, need to know like about we hope you do because you need to know about the other sword that is a truth teller. Mm-hmm. You need to know about the healing magic that can literally yes. kill the light that can kill the darkness. A shining mm-hmm. bright light. That can kill the darkness. And who sounds also, like somebody's power. Yes, exactly. And then also how, I mean, the idea of portals into other worlds comes from Throne of Glass and in Kingdom of Ash. Aelin, after closing the um, lock, she falls through hundreds of other worlds, specifically Crescent City and, and Akatar, like it it's that's our we already know that she fell so, through Crescent City and Akatar. that's not speculation at this point that's a fact um <laughs> and we're gonna talk about why she fell down and Bryce yes. went sideways which I think is very mm-hmm. important yes because if you look at the tree of life and again we'll talk about more of this in the next episode in the predictions episode and theories mm-hmm. as to why they fell in which direction to have a better idea yes. of where they are located within the multiverse Mm -hmm. exactly so we're gonna start getting into house of sky and breath yes Um, and there are definitely very specific things that we need to talk about in that Mm -hmm. mainly again the ending (laughs) 
Yes. Is so important. <laughs> Let me just uh, real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Because I mean, just to have it prepared. So some of the things that we um the characters, obviously you need to know who Bryce is. Bryce mm. is Starborn. She is the Starborn Fae. She is the main character. Yes. I mean, like you <laughs> um Lydia, you need to know Lydia, Servos, mm-hmm. Hunt, Athalar, Rune, Danim. Danica the bitch is probably going to be in some part of this story. Freaking Danica. Of course Danica's going to be in it. Um, without being in it. Right? So Bryce um, Quinlan is her name. Half fae, half human. Mm-hmm. I don't believe all of that either. Um, so she... <laughs> I forgot about her nickname is Legs. She is the titles, oh, yeah. <laughs> heir of the Starborn Fae, princess of the Autumn King, which mm, chosen one, Starborn. Um, mm-hmm. And then, so she, her eye color is amber. She has red hair. We And she is supposedly, her half-brother is Rune. Um, and then she has an adoptive brother, Emil, from the book. Yes, yeah, yeah. Is the Thunderbird. Yeah, the or he's not a Thunderbird, Thunderbird that was alive, but his sister was actually yeah. a Thunderbird. But I still don't fully believe that he doesn't have any powers because I feel like that whole situation There's a lot it of- doesn't make sense. If, but that's for another day. Anyway, that is another day. <laughs> but so we follow Bryce, who basically her one thing she can do is force out a large quantity of bright blinding light. Mm-hmm. And she can channel her raw energy into opening and closing portals. Yes. Specifically and we, by using yes. a horn. And we is- also learn that she can extract uh, power from others and use it. Yes. She can wield. And she can charge them up too. So powers. Here we go. Yeah. So she has obviously fey abilities. So Mm -hmm. healing, longer life, agility, smell, blah, blah, blah. Starlight. Bryce is revealed to be a star born to have the ability to wield starlight. Mm -hmm. A light of pure star. It has no other power than than the light itself to blind people. She uses it to shield Old Square Gate to stop the demons from entering the city. She removed a star wholly from within and blasted its light into the Stargate. Stargate's clear stones, and with the horn repaired, she channeled her light and sealed the Heartgate portal, according to the uh, according to print the prince, um, Adis. Bryce has the same starlight power as the Starborn Queen Thea. What? I'm sorry you- to interrupt you. <laughs> The chaos is happening behind you. Uh huh. (laughs) Sorry, I just. Oh my god! Teleportation. Yes. Um, Bryce is able to teleport from place to place when charged up with the same kind, which sounds like winnowing. Uh huh. Uh, Specifically, using Hunt's lightning to charge her up. Yes. Since she's still learning how to use her power, teleportation is limited and not mm. as strong as Cormax, who can also yes. teleport. Um, obviously, she's good at combat and sharpshooting. And, you know, they list her abilities. They, li- they list dance as one of her abilities. And I want to say, fuck that. That <sighs> bitch never danced once. <laughs> fuck off. 
She danced in the second one at the beginning because she went, started going back to dance for dance yeah. lessons. Okay, sure. Yeah. But <laughs> so obviously Bryce and Rune and Hunt mm -hmm. and Lydia are probably going to be our big heavy hitters. And yes. I think we're going to learn a lot about Jessica. Mm -hmm. We have to. We have to. And I think we're going to learn a lot about Fury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we're going to learn a lot about, oh my gosh, where did you go? I lost you. Where did you go, sweet little, where, where did your head go? I love Which one? Orion Hunt Athlar. Um, where are you? I, I just, I'm like scrolling through all of which this. I'm um, on Bryce's like profile yeah so what did I want to talk about Jessica oh I'm dumb I know who it is Queen Theo <laughs> oh duh yeah exactly I was like Queen Thea, <laughs> who is going to be very important in uh... this. um also Hunt is also called the Chosen One, the Starborn Crown Prince of the Valbar and Fae. Mm -hmm. um, also very, very important to note that he has black hair, violet blue eyes. Um, <laughs> oh, do you want me to read that part at the end? Because I'm at the chapter. Yep. Go for okay. it. Read why that's so important. Why that is so important. Um, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. These pages, I need to get a new copy of this book because the one that I got, yeah, you're stick together. I didn't technically uh, read this copy because I did the audiobook. Okay, here we go. So, where is it? Um, the front door opened again. So Bryce is actively in. Okay. Last time, spoilers. Bryce <laughs> is actively in uh, the townhouse. Asriel has brought her to the townhouse. She is talking to Cassian and Nesta and Amryn. And as, um, or trying to, um, Amryn, they're able to speak in the ancient Fey language. And Amryn is like, I haven't heard this language in thousands of years. Um, and so... The front door opened again. First, a lovely female with the same brown gold hair as the one already standing before Bryce entered. She wore a loose white shirt over brown pants, both splattered with paint. Da 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 da. Doesn't matter. Okay. The winged, dark haired male who stepped in behind her, Bryce gasped. Rune? The male blinked. His eyes were the same shade of violet blue as Rune's, his short hair the same gleaming black. This male skin was browner, but the face, the posture, it was her brother's. His ears were pointed too, though he also possessed those leathery wings like the other, like the two other males. Like he looks so much like Rune that in that moment when he walks in with the short hair and wings, Bryce is like, Rune? Is that you? Right. So yeah. all of this is very important um, mm -hmm. because. We're like, okay, we know that Midgard is a combination of a bunch of different races of people. Mm -hmm. The Asteri talk about that. So, and they, they talk about that at the very end of uh, Crescent City. Mm -hmm. When they are discovering more and more information, they're 
we learn that the Asteri are basically energy vampires mm -hmm. that need the drop powers to charge themselves. And yeah. they even admit um, that their bodies are not their bodies. Yeah. They, they, they wear skins to fulfill mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. put themselves together. And it's yeah. like, this is their appearance well, for now. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Which is very similar to multiple other people in multiple other series that happens. Yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Because, I mean, Amryn built her body. Yeah, Amryn yeah. built her body. Yeah. So, so mm. Mm -hmm. um, but the important things, like, yes, at the end of that chapter, we, or at the end of this book, in that chapter, we get, oh my God, it's Feyre, it's Reese, it's Cassian, Anesta, and Amryn, and Azriel, like, we're all freaking out. But what happens, and this is where this really gets important, is, um, let me find where it is. So, okay, I just want to mention this real quick. So when she is learning more information mm -hmm. about the Asteri, they enter the palace, which is where the Asteri live, which is like a floating city in the sky. Mm -hmm. um, Rune goes to find Day. Is. Bryce enters the mysterious room. She learns all the stuff. She sees the Asteri's name attached to pipes along with their mm -hmm. current power levels looking looks like the first and second light is literally feeding them everyone is being harvested for their energy which mm -hmm. that sounds like some other people that we know um yep she takes time to read a book about dusk mm -hmm. she finds information about the entire universe and shows the Assyria conquered several dozens and hundreds of planets and drained them or mm -hmm. were clicked out so we know that the Siri are not from midcard and it goes into Midgard's history and where Crescent City is and describes how they lured people from different planets to mm -hmm. this place and trapped Particularly them Particularly to the, and we learn that the shifters are actually fey mm -hmm. and that they were bred in such a way that- Lesser than. So that their, well, their ears wouldn't be pointed. So they wouldn't know that they were fey because the Assyri needed two groups of people to focus on each other in terms of fighting so that yep. they would not turn to the actual bad guys. So the series tried to conquer hell, but what were chased away. Mm -hmm. Hell found out how to reach Midgard and some people like Thea, Thea and the Fae joined forces with them. Bryce tries to figure out where their series came from, but Regulus shows up and says that they don't actually know, mm -hmm. which I don't think is true. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's true either. But you were um, gonna... No, I was going to go to the part where, because we talked about Damaris, the sort of truth. And then, of course, Azrael has truth teller and Bryce has the star sword. Yes. And the star sword um, has, I don't have the description. I can pull um, that up. I know, yeah. Um, the star sword and truth teller are described in the exact same way. And we find out why <laughs> um, in so, this last scene. So go ahead and describe them, and then I'll read this part. So the Star Sword, also known as <laughs> as Gwydion, uh, yes, is the sword carried by Rune Danon and temporarily by his sister, Bryce. It is an ancient sword from another world. It is made from the metal of a fallen star, a meteorite, 
and exists beyond the planet's laws. It is the last of the cauldron-made swords that was made to fight against an ancient cruel race known as the Daglin, which we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. It disappeared at the same time the Daglin vanished from Prithian. According to Adis, who is one of the princes of hell, mm-hmm. who was in a relationship with Queen Thea, uh-huh. the sword was stolen from her by Prince Peleus, who was used who, and used it and the horn to set himself up as the prince. And mm-hmm. then he passed the objects down to his offspring. However, Adis also mentions that the star sword is supposed to be passed on to Thea's female heirs. Mm-hmm. It has the power to defeat death. It is able to kill reapers, which is supposedly to be impossible. The Mm -hmm. Autumn King muses that this might be because it isn't bound to their planet's laws. Yeah. Oh, do you have the um the description of Truth Teller? Of Truth Teller? Up? No. No. Okay, that's okay. Because when you when they mention Truth Teller, it's like it was made from this type of um material yeah obsidian right here yes (laughs) my replica of the truth teller (laughs) obsidian and that it has a twin that's vanished and then you get pretty much word for word the exact same description the first time you hear about the star sword anyway i have it right here oh excellent the truth teller has never failed once some people say it's magic and will always strike true it will serve you that's what Azrael says it's mm-hmm. Azrael's magic knife that can help mm-hmm. him discern the truth. Mm-hmm. It is an obsidian-hilted hunting knife with a dark scabbard embossed with a dark scabbard embossed with the name in uh, silver Illyrian runes. Is it rune? Is it Illyrian runes? Are we sure about barks. that? Oh, oh. <laughs> true teller is the twin to Gwyndian, both um, mm-hmm. forged from the Iridium mines. Mines. Mm-hmm. From the same meteorite, which the knife is, when the knife is near its twin, Gwydion, or the star sword, it glows mm-hmm. with dark light in response to Gwydion's white light. Yeah. So here we have, um, let's see, um, her heart thundered, Bryce said in the ancient language of the Fae of the Starborn, is this world hell? I need to see Prince Adis. The petite, dark-haired female, Amran, staggered back a hand to her mouth. The others gaped as if the small female shock was a rare occurrence. The female eyed the star sword then, looked to the first-winged male, Bryce's captor, Azrael, nodded to the dark-hilted knife at his side. The male drew it, and Bryce flinched. Flinched, but what the fuck? The knife could have been the twin of the star sword, black-hilted and bladed. It was its twin. The star sword began to hum within its sheath, Glittering white light leaking from where leather met the dark hilt. The dagger, the male dropped the dagger to the plush carpet. All of them retreated as it flared with dark light as if in answer. Alpha and Omega. Gwydion, the dark-haired female whispered, indicating the dark sword. Or the star sword. Like, Amran even knew the name. Yeah. Of the sword. Right, exactly. Bryce did not mention the name Gwydion. Amarin well, also, I don't it. think, um, I don't know if she knew that it was called Gwydion. I think it was always called the Star Sword. I think only um, in Prithian did they call it Gwydion. Maybe? Did they call it something else? Also, I don't know. I don't know. How did Azrael right. get the truth teller? 
I don't remember. Was it ever mentioned how he got it? No. Uh, Unless you never. But I'll look for it. But while you're looking at that, one of the things that we talked about is Gwendy and how it came to Midgard, Crescent City. It was um, Peleus Mm -hmm. and Thea, Queen Thea. But it was also use of Luna's horn, which is very, very important and will be coming into the fold. Mm -hmm. It is literally inked into Bryce's body. She is an artifact now, technically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Luna's horn is a fae relic that belonged to the first fae and is named after the goddess Luna. The horn is able to open rifts between worlds. Mm -hmm. All right. So he used it during the first wars. And Peleus' powers were woven into the horn itself. The fae forged it in their home world and named it after the goddess in their new one. And used it to battle the demon horns once they made the crossing. During the final battle of the first wars, Prince Peleus and the Prince of the Pit faced each other. Oh. What? Reese's father gave it to Az. It was gifted to him from Reese's father when he was working for him as a spy master. And I'm telling you that Reese's dad is not who we think he is. I'm telling you, he's not. He's not, and we're going to talk about that in next week's episode. No, not even next week. In, in the next, very, guys, this two days. is coming two days, two days apart. <laughs> Thursday. You will not have to wait for this information. <laughs> very long. So, the Prince of the Pit faced each other. The two of them fought for, the, for like three days until the Star <clears throat> Eater struck the fatal blow. But not before Peleus was able to summon all the horn strength and banish the Prince of the Pit, his brethren, mm-hmm. and his armies back to hell. He sealed the northern rift forever so only small cracks in it or summonings with salt can bring them. Oh, my God. Helius mm-hmm. wielded the horn until he died. The horn Which, can only be used Oh, it's also sword. important. We didn't mention this with Donut Glass. The salt mines are important. The Continue. salt mines and the rift hold. Yes. Holding the rift. And why does okay. he need salt? What is he sitting on? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Who was the man that lived in that castle? Where was he from? Uh huh. Uh huh. And I, I'm going to say this year because it's going to be a teaser for what's going to happen. All of this mm-hmm. episode is just a bunch of teaser information for what's going to happen next episode. <laughs> I don't think that the princes of hell, the prince of the pit, the armies of hell, they are separate. Mm hmm from the Valk. They are not. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. They are yeah. not the same and they are not mm-hmm. our enemy. I also agree with that. I think that the Prince of the Pit, his brethren and the armies mm-hmm. of hell, they're in the bone quarter and who has helped Prithian the entire mm-hmm. time? The bone carver. And mm-hmm. where do they get the information to help to get rid of the Valg in Throne of Glass from this unknown bone god uh-huh. of the city? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? I think not. Anyways, we'll talk more about that <laughs> next episode. But the horn is so important. It is. It opens yes. and closes. Um, yes. But I also wanted to talk about a very specific thing. Adis is still alive. Adis is going yes. to be so important here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he literally dated the woman who he fled knows 
He's all of the things. Where she came from. Also, mm-hmm. Queen Thea has multiple children. One of them is unknown, is missing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wonder where she went. I think she went over the wall. Yep. And found a lovely man. <laughs> and they had some kids together. Anyways. Yep. So, <laughs> anyways, the Prince of the Chasm. Mm-hmm. One of the seven princes of hell. Seven is a very important number in all of yes. these books. Yes. Um, dated. He is a demon. Dated Queen Thea, which means mm-hmm. he is fucking ancient. Yes. When you really think about it. Yes. I want to talk about a little bit of the early, his early life, just so we have an idea of uh, his importance. Mm-hmm. So at some point in the distant past, there was a rebellion against the Assyri in which Queen Thea and some of the the Fae allied with the princes to fight the Assyri overlords. Adis was madly in love with her and struck a hard, it was struck hard with grief when she, when she was murdered by Peleus. Adis's brother and fellow prince of hell, Apollyon, killed and ate Peleus in retaliation. Now, he was a star eater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I wonder, there, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things to think about. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to think about um, when it comes to that. But one of the things that we forgot, that we haven't mentioned um, is the Great Library of Parthos. Yeah. Great Library of Parthos is, uh, contains books on evolution, mathematics, and theories disproving the superiority of veneer and Asteri, but we don't mm-hmm. really talk much about the veneer because the veneer no, we don't. are, but the veneer are technically the people of Midgard. Yes, because it's Midgard just is, is yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to talk about. So some books are from philosophers who claim there was an existence on Midgard before the Asteri arrived. The Asteri banned the books in the library for people to read them and own them. So the only existing copies should be in the Asteri archives. Humans, mm-hmm. specifically humans, died for the books in the library to be kept safe mm-hmm. from the Asteri, not veneer. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, the Asteri tortured the humans who defended the library. What does this sound like, Vittori? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burned alive with the the heretical work, the works used as kindling. However. Somehow the library still stands with all of its books, with all of the knowledge of the ancient worlds where there was no veneer and no Asteri, only humans. Mm-hmm. The Parthos books are one of the few remnants of the human world before the Asteri arrived. And what was the Southern Continent? Mostly humans. Yep. The yep. Great Library of Parthos was located underneath Griffin Antiques, run mm-hmm. by the one and the only Jessica, who is a witch and now, not her real name not her real name. nope 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 now i want to bring up something very very important there are some mm-hmm. very important books that this library owns yes there are specifically the book of breathing mm-hmm. which is the same book that Feyre and amran use put together to save prithian and Feyre chucks it into the void inside of the cauldron and it goes missing. When the cauldron is torn apart, she tries to use the Book of Breathing. 
I don't want to keep talking about this. This is going to be happening in the next episode, guys. You need to come back. I didn't know that's what it was called. It's called I missed that. Book. How did we miss it, Megan? The Book of Breathing. Yes. <sighs> so we're going to talk more about that next week in two in two days. Oh, in two it's days. also an ancient Egyptian book. Now I want to the mention, books of breathing. Yeah, I do want to mention one other book that is specifically in the library because it sounds like someone we know. It is called, uh-huh. the title of this book is called "The Queen with Many Faces." Who does that sound like? Who is a queen that has so many names and so, so many names? Yeah. That you don't know who she is depending on where she is. <sighs> yeah. I wonder yeah. who that could be about. So mm-hmm. on that note, maybe decide... maybe a queen of flame and shadow, perhaps. Potentially. Potentially. So we're going to jump over to Perithian because that is where yes. we're starting off. And we're yes. going to start off with the book of breathing. I want to talk a little bit more about that because I think it's going to come back into the fold. Because uh-huh. um, the book of breathing is a powerful magical item created by the race of fairies who feared the power of the cauldron mm-hmm. and its purpose is to be able to nullify the cauldron's magic mm-hmm. hmm. the description um just because i think it is important to mention is said to have been created using the last of the molten ore used to fo- forge the cauldron so both mm-hmm. of these items pre-exist before prithian yes prithian was created from the cauldron mm-hmm formed of dark metal plates bound on three rings of gold, silver, and bronze. The book is written in Leshachshan. It contains spells to negate the cauldron's power or to control it wholly. And I we're going to talk about the cauldron more because the cauldron is also coming in to play yeah. here. Yeah. Before there were courts in Prithian, there was a cauldron from which all things arose. A race of fairies from another world feared the use that could be made of the power of the cauldron, and so they created a book with the secret to counterpart counteract its powers, written in the holy language, which I can click on, which I'm going to click on because I'd like to know more about this, um, mm. so that the book would not fall into the hands of someone who tried to destroy it. The face split into two pieces, summer court. And the mortal queens were just meant to protect it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was forged again because the cauldron had been lost for a millennia and were considered a myth. The book was believed to be harmless because like calls to like and only with what was made can speak the spells and the book and summon its power. No creature born of the earth can wield it. So the high lords are, and humans dismissed it as little more than a historical heirloom. So since Pharaoh was made, she could use it. Mm-hmm. Since Amran was made as well, mm-hmm. she made her body. Yeah, when she escaped the prison. She could use it. Mm-hmm. So it is considered the holy tongue. Um. Amran is able to read the language after decoding it. This tongue is believed to be written by a species of mighty beings who fo- who feared the cauldron's power, and so the Book of Breathing was made to combat it. 
-hmm. So it is a Jewish term and it is attributed to the Hebrew language and is a mix of Hebrew and aromatic in which its religious texts and prayers were written and severed during the medieval Hebrew era and religious purposes. So that's a little bit mm -hmm. of trivia that there are some connections between mm -hmm. all those things. I just like, mm. like who made the cauldron? Right. Who made mm -hmm. the book of breathing? Mm -hmm. Because Nesta starts making objects as well. But let's talk about the objects that go with the horn that we need to know about. Yes. And that I we, have that page pulled that up. That we <laughs> found in Silver Flames. So Nesta yes. goes on, yeah. on her trauma journey. She has to find the dread trove. Basically the Deathly Hollows. Uh, I'm just kidding. It also gives the me like the dread pirate Roberts. That's what I think. Yeah, that too. Um, the dread trove is made up of four items that are cauldron made. Um, right? They were made by the cauldron. Correct. Or, yeah. Um, the crown, which is a large crown made out of golden spikes, has the ability to control the minds of others to do the wearer's bidding. This was also in possession of Queen. Um, what did we call her? Brylin. 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 Um, <laughs> then there's the harp, a small golden harp capable of opening portals to different locations and realities, as well as altering one environment, such as trapping Faye into stone to form the prison. The mask, a golden mask carved with ancient patterns, is able to call upon the dead and control them. And then the unknown fourth trove which was seen by Nessa in Lanthus's vision. Before the vision shifted, she saw it lying on an altar, veiled in shadows, but she couldn't make out more than a gleam of age-worn bone. So interesting. So when Nesta fights with Braylon, mm -hmm. Brylin, whatever the fuck her name is, nah. she is wearing the crown, not yes. Nesta, Brylin. Yes. Is wearing the crown. And she is eviscerated. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I assumed that the crown was destroyed with her because it goes missing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not. It still no. exists mm -hmm. because I kept looking at this word and I'm like, is this a typo? I don't know what this says. I don't know how to say this word. So I just looked it up, and it literally means not destroyed or lost, still existing. So. The fairies that created, because I clicked the fae, mm -hmm. the whole beings higher that are above. Oh, there is more. They still exist. So the book, mm -hmm. the crown still exists. The book still exists. All of it still exists. Um, yes. Now, mm -hmm. it's just very interesting. And she, like, what is the, the harp? Let's talk about the harp. Yes. The yes, the harp. Because, like, you need to know the harp. Because the harp and the mask are going to come into play. The cauldron's going to come into play. Nesta, obviously, we know is going. Nesta, Azriel, and Cassian are going to be heavy hitters. I'd be this shocked. Website if has very little information on the harp. Oh, really? Yeah, it has nothing, which is weird because I know There's for a, a lot fact of information. It. Because specifically, I want to know 
all the, the number strings? of strings it has. Isn't it 13? Was it 13? I Let me remember. Google. I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> well, hang on. Let me, let me scroll down. Um, so. 26. 26. So it is no coincidence that the harp, the Akatar object used to travel between worlds, has 26 strings, with one string also being time itself. That's so interesting. So the other thing is to note is when Nesta is saving Feyre's life. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you haven't read this yet, if you haven't read Silver Flames, if you haven't read Throne of Glass, all of this stuff, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> when Nesta goes to save Feyre's life mm -hmm. and internally her nephew Nyx, which of course mm -hmm. is Nyx. Um... She yeah, you bitter about that? Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's, <dumb>. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> so all of it's dumb. I hate everything about this. <laughs> like my, my oh, I was referring to something else, but yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like his name. I don't like any of this. Fuck all this. <laughs> she shouldn't have been pregnant. Uh, anyway, anyway, when Nesta plucks time. And mm -hmm. when she goes to save her life mm -hmm. and to change the anatomy, but she really, here's my thing. I really am curious how this is going to, she relinquished his, her powers back to the cauldron. Yeah. So all of her death witchy magic, gone. gone. She's just a fae now. Just like what Amran did. Well, not what Amran did, but what happened to Amran when Reese brought her back out of the cauldron. Yeah. So she yeah. does not have, and I think that's important to note. She does uh -huh. not have what she had at the beginning of Silver Flame. That is very maybe, important to know. Maybe yeah. a twinkling of what it was. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how Aelin has a twinkling. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. But I also want to bring into the fold mm -hmm. the library, because we know the library. Is yes. The library, because it's always, okay, so now we have three libraries. That are all very tall, by the way. That are all very, very tall. And they are hella old. Yep. There are crazy things in them. Uh -huh. I mean, freaking Briaxis. No, oh, you, Briaxis. No, Briaxis, although now Briaxis is missing, you know. Who knows? I uh, wonder if Briaxis is a prince of hell. Oh, is he the missing one? Isn't there okay. one that's missing? Uh, yeah. I know there's a missing Asteri, but I thought there was also a missing principal. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. But everybody also thinks that the missing Asteri is Amran. Right. I don't think she is. There's. I think she's something else. I think. Yeah. She, I think there's too many. Mm. There's a lot. I wrote down things. So, anyway. Some trivia about. There's here's the thing there okay going back to the other library mm -hmm. there's a spelled bell dong, 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 inside the library that is used when there's emergencies that goes directly to the inner court but a bell a bell in the library a bell in the library and then the bells in the, the bells womb. in the womb at the tory and the tory at another yeah. library like yeah come on <gasps> yeah i know and it's just <gasps> like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, 
Um, they talk about the monster inside, which is Briaxis, which we know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and she obviously makes a bargain with Briaxis for help. Yes. Uh, but I would like to talk about Clotho. I feel like she might Clotho? have uh, some prevalence since she is in the library. Yes. She is a high priestess. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know a lot. I mean, we know a little. Mm-hmm. But so she ended up coming there. She was actually the first priestess to exist mm-hmm. in the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, more uh, found her. He, they healed her and gave her a permanent job uh, within there. So she is slim in appearance. She wears pale robes, a hood with a crown of blue stones, identifying that she's a high priestess. Her hands are damaged and her bones are bent in strange angles. She has magic, apparently. Mm-hmm. And she uses it to levitate and move books. Mm-hmm. And sometimes something she would find difficult by hand, she uses her magic to communicate by writing her thoughts onto paper. But if we could talk about some a little bit of trivia, let's talk about the Greek mythology trivia behind this name. Yes, one of the please. Three fates, the three uh-huh. fates, uh-huh. Uh-huh. incarnations of destiny and life. Yep. She, what was, was her the, job? Uh, she spun the thread of lives of the yes. mortals, mm-hmm. and the individuals who decided when a person would be born or killed. Mm-hmm. And it, she was her mutilation. They removed her tongue and crushed her hands mm-hmm. is likely a reference to one of Shakespeare's plays that where the lead character's only daughter is assaulted and brutalized by removing her tongue and hands to prevent her from mm-hmm. telling anyone of her attack. Um, but the thing is, and there's so much here with that. Like, I don't think she was put here for nothing. No, I, I think, don't think so. Either. And with the convergence of the, the libraries and mm-hmm. the, and the caves and everything, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna. Yeah, she's gonna not. Play. Yeah, and not to mention the other information that they discovered from the library with um, what's her name, the the main librarian. Oh. What was her name? <gasps> yes. Also, she. Okay, one of the things I wanted to mention this because we're gonna talk about this in an episode that comes out in two days. When she meets Gwen, Gwen is yes. looking for a book for what's her name which i'm gonna try to find i'm looking right now yeah uh let's see we have clotho gwen Rosalind, deirdre annika ilana lorelei briaxis <laughs> riven oh, what was her name also i think vasa might be important in this yeah i think so too the firebird Mm -hmm. lady for those of you who can't remember i also think we need to keep in mind um the very uh, now this is from like akowar um but prior the mortal who they saved in akowar and um what's her name meryl Meryl, thank Meryl. you. Um, uh, but who was the one who? Um, what's the name of the mm-hmm, Vivian's sister? Who's Vivian? Oh, uh, the queen. Well, not queen, but yes. No, Vivian is the high lady of um, 
winter court and her sister i believe so is no wait she or a friend of hers i i wanted to bring up what uh meryl is looking up as well so gwen is looking for a book about the great war which great war could this possibly Mm -hmm. be could it be the great war of terrison could it be the great war that queen thea did against the asteri or could it be the great war the valg had before Mm -hmm. they ventured out into the world but here is a very key thing and this number is going to keep popping up everywhere because it is everywhere Mm -hmm. gwen is looking she gave meryl volume eight instead of volume seven the number seven in crescent city is insane there are so many sevens in Mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk about it so much more about Mm -hmm. this number seven i think that is honestly gonna have a really big what is also the seventh novel in throne of glass tower of that i know i know sevens 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 guys sevens um vivian's sister it was vivian's sister but she's unnamed but like her and briar are also two because they share names because they share a name and appearances with some witches that we know right and then let's sort of keep those in mind um but also can we to note one thing to note because it's the eight pointed star taking her to the eight court and aelin was eight when she was found yep and eight and seven are gonna be eight a big... and asriel was eight when all that happened mm-hmm. and you know like eight we've we've talked about this before eight is a eight and sevens are very are a big thing and so we're gonna definitely talk more about those two numbers mm-hmm. uh, obviously emery and gwen will probably be in the book because if Esther mm-hmm. goes emery and gwen, emery go. gwen will be yeah but one of the locations that they go to in um silver flames more often than they did i think in the other books but maybe mm-hmm. i'm wrong is to go see the bone carver which I yes think is going to play a heavy heavy hand can you look up mm-hmm. kiyoshi yeah whatever his actual name is yeah um because i think he is going to be so fucking important in this book and because they're brothers so the bone carver is an immortal being of immense power from another dimension held in the prison i also could see him potentially being one of the princes of hell um he's referred to as one of their old gods he is the twin brother of the strega better known as the weaver he and his siblings are referred to as death gods i think death and the prince of hell and all of them are something else they are just they are not the asteri they are not the veneer they are not the valg they are something other that we don't know yes i agree but here's the thing koshi k-o-s-c-h-e-i koshi so they're because their power allows them to eat life itself Mm -hmm. and i think people misinterpret them or the the star eaters and Mm -hmm. the valg as the same thing i don't think they are right because here's things that he can do his powers divination necromancy shape-shifting and death that is Mm -hmm. very different than what the vowel can do exactly it is they are not the same type of powers Mm -hmm. um but he sits in this so what, what he says um 
In the far distant past, in the time before the cauldron and the mother, before the kingdom of Prithian was created, the bone carver crossed dimensions from another world. He states he fell into mm-hmm. their world from his own, along with his twin sister and older brother. The three siblings, who were immensely powerful by this world's standards, were set up as gods by the ancient fae living in the world. And they were then worshipped out of fear by those ancient fae. Mm -hmm. So he implied that he did not share his siblings' delight from being worshipped. The Mm -hmm. bone carver claimed that one of the three siblings, he was the weakest in magical strength, and as a result... He feared his two siblings. It was the fear which drove him to hide away from the world. He allowed himself to be bound to the prison by the same female warrior who had first tricked his sister into diminishing her power and becoming confined to the middle and later confined and bound his brother by the little lake on the continent. Mm-hmm. Who is this fey warrior? In an old twist of fate, the bone carver referred to this tricky female fae with some fondness, saying that no one remembered her name all these eons later, but he did, and that he would not forget it. She would have been my salvation had I not made my choice long before she walked the earth. And he said to her, implying that he might have been her mate as salvation. In a term, many mated pairs used to refer their beloved mates. Is this? Is this who I think it is? And I don't mean the woman who went to the other world. I mean the other one. Is that why Nesta's the way she is? Mm -hmm. Is that why? Maybe. Maybe. Pharaoh so much. Uh Uh-huh. Because an unknown mm. fey warrior whose name has been lost by time, an unknown mm. named mother, an unknown named daughter who's gone missing. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you guys need to know the bone carver. He, I, Yeah, he, he is real important. If he's not in it, I'm going yeah. to be shocked. Mm-hmm. like that like w- also like in terms of you need to know you need to know the bone carver and you need to know the what was it the truth eater the star eater the, the no 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 in a uh, third of glass the truth eater god the oh the other oh yeah the one that the, the that whose name had long since been forgotten he was mm-hmm. a lesser god and he was in like the bone he oh, was in catacombs. His yeah. like altar was made of bones, and then like he, the truth of the um people who were buried there, their truths were carved in their bones. The truth, but he wasn't like a main god. He was a lesser god. Uh huh. He was forgotten. I just like mm, yeah. That lines okay. up so well, and he fell down. And who else fell down? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. So, are you gonna talk about his brother? Koshi. I think. Yeah. Koshi, I think he's. Koshi, I think he's Koshi, gonna Koshi, have. Hold on one second. A lot of. Get back to him. Uh. 
there you go yes so he's uh koshi or whatever is a chthonic immortal being of immense power from another dimension that the prithian fae refer to as one of their old gods who is secluded by his little lake on the continent he's the older brother of striga and the bone carver they are death gods um which we've already talked about uh okay his origins are steeped in legend even among the fae um but we get his story from the bone carver when they visit him um and then in a distant past in the times before the cauldron and the mother and before the kingdom of prithian was created we know that the bone carver crossed it's mostly just that stuff um crossed he fell into this world of his own free will along with his twin sister and his older brother let's see um this is mostly stuff we've already talked about he is regarded as a powerful sorcerer who has a fondness for imprisoning women he is the sorcerer who cursed vasa turning her into a firebird by day and woman by night and bound her to his lake um he grants vasa a reprieve from her curse so she currently lives in the mortal lands uh hmm. let's see in slavic folklore this is part of the trivia in slavic folklore koshe is an archetypal male antagonist described as the person abducting the hero's wife he is also known as koshe the deathless koshe cannot be killed by conventional means aka targeting his body because his soul is separate from his body and hidden elsewhere. Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Um his appearance, this was what, yeah. Oh no, no, we're good. Continue. I just I think so death magic is very important here mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. Death magic the the princes of hell, death, death mm -hmm. gods is very important. Yes. In all three worlds. Yes. And I would like to bring up Lorcan. Yes. Because Lorcan's similarities mm -hmm. to these, to the Bone Carver, to Koshe, to the Princes of Hell, mm -hmm. he is so similar to them. Yes. Because powers that they have is death and mm -hmm. spell casting. The yes. bone carver, I mean, black eyes. He has black eyes. Like, mm -hmm. they look so similar. Divination, types of necromancy, breaths of death. Literally, when they talk about Lorcan's magic, about how it, like, slithers mm -hmm. across the land, like, dark, like, wind, mm -hmm. destroying. Like, what do you, breaths yep. of death. That's literally Lorcan's magic. Yes, it I is. I think Lorcan is related to these guys oh absolutely but anyways before we get into like a whole <laughs> the whole nonsense of, the whole that nonsense. we're gonna get next time basically <laughs> from silver flames from this context mm -hmm. you're gonna the the big heavy hitters nesta yes nesta is going to be in it it's yes know, not that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> Cassian, some i think Cassian's prophecy is going to happen in this book 
But that's for next episode. <laughs> Asriel, Mr. Mystery Man, mm-hmm. a lot of him. A lot, a lot of him. him. Bryce, yeah. Rune, mm-hmm. Lydia, and Hunt. Yes. Yes. I think are going to be our core seven people. Mm-hmm. Same. Yes. So, and in two days, guys, mm-hmm. you can come back and we are going to talk about all of the theories all of the theories because we threw a lot of information at you about what you need to know oh we also you also need to know we didn't say this we mentioned it with bryce reading about it but we didn't actually come out and say it Mm -hmm. dusk court where what happened to dusk court because in akatar right because in akatar there was another court there was because there's dawn and day and night but why would there be dawn randomly and then day and night so there was also a dusk court and it vanished and it also one of the things that we need to talk about is the illyrian fae mm-hmm. are not native to <clears throat> night court exactly say. they are not um, um and where the prison is is where dusk court was there is also a cave mm-hmm. in the Ramiel Mountains in Illyria. Yes. Which is a region of Night Court, which is yes. very, very important to think about. Yes. There, um, yes. So there's there, a lot that you need to so keep in mind. A race of fairies different from the High Fae live in Illyria. A warrior race called, mm-hmm. I, called the Illyrian differ from the High Fae more than anything mm-hmm. by the lack of pointed ears and for possessing wings that allow them to fly. Reason why the High Fae consider them lesser Fae. Women are treated as inferior and a bunch of other things, but yeah. they have a cave there. I, we, we briefly not even circled around it. I think Miriam is coming back into play in this book. I think Miriam has to come back into play because of um, the hunt. And they have the cauldron. Yeah. So, so it, there's going to be, yes, because a lot of um, people hopping around who has feathered wings. Toe sucking hunt. <laughs> and, then in Akatar, it... who has and then in Akatar. Oh, there There's a lot. Right. There's a lot of feathered wings, but so does those that Miriam lives with. They yes. have feathered wings. Hunt has wings. Also, but instead of the bat like wings, like our bat boys, they are feathered wings. And, and he is an angel. And where two or more flock together. I wonder. <laughs> also, one of the things that I want you guys to look at before you come back next week is I want mm-hmm. you to look at the maps. I want you yes. to look at all the maps. Specifically, look at the Illyrian Mountains, the prison, mm-hmm. and the Northern Rift. Yes. Just look at those. Yes. Just look at them. Mm-hmm. And look at Adderlin and look at the Southern Continent. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. All I'm going to yep. say. And we will see you guys in two days. <gasps> all the chaos. All the chaos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's going to be a ride. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Chill the fuck out. Let's do it.